0: From the University of South Florida and Tampa, you're listening to Upload Download with James Hatton. Welcome to this edition of Upload Download. Today, I'm joined by Dan Casey, who's a teacher in the Sarasota County School District. Hi, Dan.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Thanks I'm, for having
0: me. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I, uh, I'm hanging in there. I guess that's what I kind of say to everybody when they ask that question. How about How about you in reality? Are you just hanging in there? yeah I'm taking it day by day right now yeah it, it feels like that's the the full existence and i keep saying this over and over on the podcast but like what day is it what time is it i don't it's it's a lot. uh our concept of time seems to have disappeared from all of us
1: yeah i'm checking my calendar all the time <laughs> right
0: and i don't i uh well we'll get into who you are in just a second but boy i'm i'm like Suddenly, it seems like everybody's in love with Zoom meetings. I, I've been on Zoom meetings more than I've ever been in a meeting in my my weekly work life. I'm in more meetings, and they're all on Zoom now. Do you have that going on? Do teachers have that going on?
1: Yeah, we use Zoom for most of our meetings, and um, then we also use Microsoft Teams. But we bounce back and forth between the two.
0: Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's talk about the the kind of the team that you're on what uh tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do for a living
1: um well i am a middle school social studies teacher um i teach like you said at a charter school in sarasota county it's called sarasota school of arts and sciences and um i specifically teach the courses of world history and gifted world history and then uh i the department head too
0: how many how many students are in uh like in a grade level there
1: so in each grade level there's approximately 250 students that's uh and we split each subject into uh two teachers typically so we each get about 125 130.
0: yeah so right now you're in the middle of a semester with 125 roughly students uh and that's and what and they're seventh and eighth or just eighth what what grade um these are students? actually just sixth graders oh sixth graders yeah. okay so so you're uh and you're in your, um, kind of dealing with them as a, as a group, or are you dealing with them individually in like your kind of your, the class that you had before?
1: Yeah. So the classes, the courses that I had before were broken up into just a regular class and then a gifted class. And that's how I've kind of, uh, stuck with it for this transition to online teaching. I keep my gifted kids and regular kids separate. And then I meet with them in like three different chunks. So I don't have too many kids virtually on Zoom at once.
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, well, well, let's talk about that part right now. So, well, let me backtrack just a second. When did you find out that you were going f- like online? That you were going to go from face-to-face courses to to online?
1: Well, we heard about it over spring break, but we didn't quite have a. We were still developing the game plan on how to transition to that. Um, the week after spring break so uh, we we've heard of it over spring break but our, our administration wanted us to enjoy our our time off and not stress about it until afterwards and then we finally transitioned to it the following week
0: and and how was that transition was it did they did the school have a plan did the district have a plan or did they not have a plan or was it up to you how did that go
1: So the district had a learning continuity plan and we try to follow the district the best we can uh, because we have a lot of different kids coming from different counties. It just makes it a little bit easier. Um, But for ours, we decided to streamline everything on Microsoft teams for our continuity plan. And we were going to send out like X amount of assignments every week, X amount of assessments, and then have live sessions in there as well.
0: So are the live sessions, are they just kind of check-in sessions or are they like actual, you're like lecturing or something?
1: They're really, it's kind of up to us. We have a little bit of leeway with that. So depending on if we sent out like pre-recorded lessons during the week, then they can be a little bit more check-in. But if we decided not to do that, then they would be more
0: like lessons during the live sessions.
1: And they're, they're only for about anywhere between 40 minutes to an hour.
0: I see. So in our is your particip- participation rate, is it, is it good?
1: It's getting better. Uh, we didn't have a whole bunch in the beginning because it was a learning curve for a lot of the students. So they didn't know how to get into Microsoft Teams. We never used it before. Um, they didn't know how to use Zoom. They didn't have devices, et cetera. So um, the first week or two was a little rough, but we have a nice, we have a rhythm now.
0: Yeah, I think you find that even in the courses at USF where, you know, students get into a, a better rhythm, teachers get into a better rhythm as, as you do it a little bit. You feel, as with a face-to-face class, you feel a little bit more comfortable, just this is how this operates. It's, it's an interesting thing with Microsoft Teams because Teams is new for a lot of people and they instituted that at uh South Florida too for us. So there's a lot of learning curve for the the people at USF as well. So I I hear you when you're saying that. Has it crashed or anything on you?
1: It has not crashed on us,
0: yeah. Yeah, we I I uh had um a, a teacher on from Polk County in the last episode and they Polk County's having issues where Teams is crashing I guess a little bit on them. So I didn't know if maybe You know a lot of these uh, new technologies that are being used all over the place at massive rates we're really checking bandwidth and uh kind of the capacity holding of some of these things there they seem to be holding steady though
1: yeah no we we haven't really had any major issues we've had a a a few glitches here and there um but so far it's held up pretty good um i think the biggest thing was us making sure we got our security settings uh, set up the way we wanted to for all the students, and uh, once that was situated, once we figured that out, it, it's been a lot easier. How are,
0: how many? How would you estimate that your your students are they on laptops or are they on desktops? Are they on cell phones, iPads? What are they What are they using?
1: I think is a very wide variety. So uh, a good portion of our students are on free and reduced lunch. So. Uh, and we checked out about over 200 devices, like iPads, to our students. Oh, good. So we definitely have a lot of iPads and tablets out there. We have laptops. A lot of kids. We have some kids that are still doing work on their cell phones. So it's it's a big mix.
0: Are they? Um, I don't know. I I guess my biggest question is just like how how is it going for you? How do you? Are you enjoying it? Are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking for just a general. <laughs> response to how is it going out there? Well, uh,
1: the first couple weeks were, they were pretty stressful. It was a lot of, um, a lot of emails, a lot of technical like issues. Um, so after the first couple weeks, getting those things kind of ironed out, it, it's been, it's been better. Um, I enjoy it because I, I think it's like a good learning experience. Um, yeah. And to a certain extent, I, I actually, I think it's working better for some students. So I, I really love it that they're able to work at their own pace. And that makes me very happy. Um, and at the same time, um, I miss being in the classroom and having that one-on-one um, interaction with some of the, my students.
0: Yeah, I feel so. that. I feel that with, uh, I, I have, of my three classes right now that I'm teaching, one was a uh, face-to-face. And I, I have a... Z- zoom session with them every once in a while because i miss them. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the interaction but i also just miss them because we weren't just at the beginning of a semester there we were pretty deep in so you, you know you're pretty vested in those students at that point. Wouldn't you agree? I mean you you know these kids pretty well. Oh, mine absolutely. Aren't kids yours are kids but uh same thing. Yeah, no no,
1: yeah, our students definitely um we had just finished our third quarter so that's the majority of the school year that we've taken this time to get to know them and, and build rapport, which is, you know, sometimes that's half the battle being able to build a trusting relationship with the students.
0: So Have you noticed building like uh, you mentioned that some kids are are almost doing better, that they're thriving a little bit in the online environment. I I think we should talk about that a little bit. That's, that's something that I think is lost in the, the Facebook posts and the memes and everything that's going on that you, you kind of hear virally out out in the world right now but talk about those kids that are doing better and what you're seeing there
1: um so for some of our students you know being contained in a classroom and you know um, having it sit for 40 minutes at a time or something along those lines it's just it's not designed for them you know there's no one size fits all for students so them being able to do their work at home and set their own pace and um you know get the work done on their own schedule it's it's worked out a lot better for them um being able to maybe maybe they're doing the work outside or maybe they're doing it on their bed maybe they're doing it with their family to get a little bit of extra help but no matter whatever the scenario is I I think it's kind of helped them turn their work in more on time be a little bit more focused like the quality of work I've seen is is better. So, And like I said, there's a lot of factors I'm not 100% sure about, whether that's parents helping out or if it's them being able to set their own schedule. But um, for definitely for some of my students, I've seen an improvement.
0: Do you think that they're staying on track with what you would have been doing face-to-face had this not happened? I mean, in the curriculum and and kind of keeping pace with where they're going to, when they eventually go back to -to face-to-face school. I'm assuming probably next fall that they'll be okay, that they haven't lost anything.
1: I think for, I would say for about 75% of our students or so 80%, maybe they're, they're doing really good. They're staying, they're staying on top of their work. Um, So I would say they're keeping pace. It's, you know, it's never really quite the same as being in the room, but we do have some students that are kind of struggling to stay on top of the work or even have a presence with the, online class. And for those kids, I'm a little more concerned about. Right. But,
0: but that's more of a, a technology, uh, w- right? Am I, am I reading that right? That it's more of a, well, I'm, I'm having a hard time adjusting to being online than it is. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. To say I, I, exactly. I think part of
1: it is some students are struggling with um, having that autonomy, having that responsibility of getting the work done without the teacher being there, staying on top of them. Um, but I also think there's other factors, um, with home life, yeah. you know, with everything that's going on in the world, world right now, there's so many things that can cause stress in a family that I think some kids are taking on family responsibilities or, you know, they're not getting the support from their parents. Maybe that it this is a very hard transition for them, you know, like school is kind of their only normalcy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, without having that right, that consistent uh, schooling every day, I, I think it's a bit of a struggle for some.
0: Right. Yeah. And I suppose uh, the lower in grades that you go, the less self-control they have with those, the, the changes of environment. And, uh, you know, I would imagine that maybe a, a 12th grader, they've got different challenges, obviously, uh, has a different challenge f- for those kinds of things than a sixth grader does. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can I can totally understand why that is. We have a third grader in our house, <laughs> and he's thriving online. Like, and that makes his dad pretty proud because, of course, he should be. <laughs> but he has a, a chart and does his work, and and he he also is is in that same mode that you were talking about, where he really enjoys being able to choose when he does say his social studies work versus his science work versus his ELA work and that works well for him and he can kind of chunks it out on his own yeah
1: no i think it definitely works better for some students like they they're they get to pick and choose when they want to do it uh you know sometimes you're more focused during the day sometimes you're not just like you and me you know there's times i don't want to do work and i gotta step away and I come back and uh, I'm just way more productive. So. You
0: know, I, my, uh, my wife was talking about this. We're, there's three of us using bandwidth right now, uh, working from home. Uh, my wife, me, and then uh, my son, Charlie. And there, she was saying to me, my wife was saying to me, that it feels like she can't get as much work done. But that was yesterday. Today... It's like the opposite. It's like super work day. Like I'm going to work a 13 hour work day today. It and I think um, that's a lot like teaching online class. It's my experience with it anyway. Do you, Do you feel that way with your students that they the parents can? They're like emailing you whenever they. It's like oh, it's eight o'clock at night. I'll email. Oh, it's two in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting all sorts of emails during throughout the entire day. Um, I think that's a big part of it, that parents are trying to work from home yeah, and they're, and they're trying to help their kids kind of, so now they're kind of the teacher as well on top of working um, and you have all these distractions at home. So I, I think the parent factor is huge with the students getting their work done and uh, yeah, I get emails throughout all during the day, you know, yeah. morning, night, doesn't matter.
0: Feels like you're on all the time, doesn't it?
1: It does. Yeah, you have to kind of set boundaries for yourself to keep your sanity. Yeah. So you have to kind of cut have a time where you just cut off and you shut down and you spend time with your family.
0: So there's not just one educator in your house, you've got two of you. Um do you want to say a little something about your wife?
1: Uh yeah. So my wife is a vice principal at a charter school in Hillsborough County. So when we first heard that this was that we were transitioning to online curriculum, she was a little bit more stressed than I was because she had a lot more responsibility in making sure not just the students are able to to transition, but all of the teachers too. So um, it was a kind of it was a hectic couple weeks when it first started.
0: Yeah, I bet uh, that's an interesting thing to be in two different school districts in your house. Um, in this situation because they're doing something different, right? They, they're using different um, platforms to deliver their learning, right?
1: Well, actually, so since she's a charter school, they got the pick. I know that Hillsborough County uses a program called Edsby, um, but they're also using Microsoft Teams as okay. well. So that was really nice because I actually got to, like, observe because they were a week ahead of us. And I got to see like what worked for them and what didn't. And I got to learn from the mistakes that my wife and her school made <laughs> and then, you know, do you know, a little that, bit better with our school.
0: That so. brings up something that I think a lot of people need to hear. Is it you know, you're gonna make mistakes. And especially in the quick rollout that this happened and at the scale that this rolled out, but there are going to be mistakes and school districts and schools and teachers are gonna have to maybe adjust as they go. And what people who don't teach don't know, um, is that teachers do that all day, every day, maybe hour to hour. Uh, you might get a class of sixth graders in your classroom for one hour, and then they switch over on like a passing time. And mm-hmm. you get them the next hour and you think, oh, I thought that was going to work fantastic and that didn't go well. And you adjust and make that change right away. It's different yeah. online to make those changes, but we we as teachers make those changes all the time. And I think that people that are experiencing this or kind of critiquing it right now don't realize that we are learning and and we are going to make mistakes, but that's how it gets better.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, we're teachers. We're just, you know, people just like everyone else. We, uh, <laughs> we're not perfect by any means. And we got thrown into this situation just like the parents and the students did. So the whole thing was a learning experience, I think, for everyone and, you're right. Like in the classroom we're we're used to adapting quickly from period to period, depending on the group of kids that we get. And we've had to do that with, with online teaching as well. Um, the difference is trying to get that communication out to the families and the students when we have to adjust, you know, it's not as easy as seeing them in school. Yeah. So it
0: doesn't seem chaotic and uh, yeah, because you're dealing with more than just the students, right? You're, you're dealing with the parents and, and therefore the public in a way, um, but what I, I I think about this a lot, that the, the adjustments are smart adjustments. They're well-thought-out adjustments, and they're working. It's still working. I mean, somehow this thing is still chugging along and in a way kind of upholding uh, a little bit of society right now, I think. It's one of the constants that's still out there. People are going to school. They're doing it differently, but they're going to school.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is... Um... I think I said it before, I feel like this is, this online schooling is one of the very few things that brings normalcy to the kids' lives right now. Yeah. And uh, we're still chugging away at it. Uh, it hasn't collapsed on us yet, thankfully. Um, and if anything, I, I think it's just, it's getting better. I think the kids are getting used to it. The teachers are getting used to it. Um, and now we get to be a little bit more creative and innovative. We get to find new new technologies that we can incorporate, have the kids use. So um, I think it can hopefully only go up from here.
0: With your wife, do you have discussions about things like that? Like, oh, I think maybe some more students will choose to be online, or teachers will want to teach online, do, you, do or or not? Like, maybe they now hate it, and I, I don't know. Do you have uh, discussions like that when you're? I, yeah, we. So
1: sometimes we. I mean, right now we're just kind of debating on whether or not this is going to continue on for the rest of the school year. But and then another discussion that we have is whether or not this is something that we're going to keep for next year like even if we're back in the classrooms are we going to uh maintain microsoft Teams, continue putting the work there for kids so they have a so they can continue to use that platform in case we have to go back to it
0: right yeah yeah and i see that that's what i see that exactly is what i see at usf they put all of the professors online which was a significant amount amount of people online that had never been online. The number, I think I've dropped this before, but the number that was thrown around in the USF system is that 50% of all of the um, people that taught a section at USF had never opened Canvas, which is the learning management system at USF. So that means that they had never even placed something like their syllabus online for the students to get to they they still were lecturing like we did back in 1982 so um and handing out the syllabus in paper form and you go to this the bookstore and buy your book um but i think at usf you're starting to see people who are like wow i could put my readings up online in canvas which you know it might be microsoft teams or whatever platform but I think you're going to start to see that that is going to be the aha moment, if nothing else, is this technology integration into classrooms and creating more of a blended feel to all the classes from here on out.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to kind of change schooling for forever, hopefully, like that we'll have this hybrid format where um, you can can have a lot of stuff online for the kids, then they can still get the teaching in the classroom. But they can have access to all their resources yeah i mean every county good. had that before but not on not on a learning platform like like teams yeah. so it wasn't quite as nice
0: exactly and i you know i i wonder if it changes there's just the day-to-day business of being an educator but changes parent teacher conferences does it change uh you know meetings that you have where, just meetings in general um you know, it's just the day-to-day business of actually running a school. I I can definitely see that with your wife being an you know assistant vice principal. Um, that 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 would change something significantly there too. Just the ability to, it's not just a phone or it's in my office. You know, that kind of a a transition. Yeah, we've never
1: done um like parent conferences online before, so this could. Um yeah, this could definitely change things. I think we've always had them face-to-face in the morning with the, you know, we bring the parent and the kid in and uh, this, I don't know, this could this could change. Right. So it should be interesting.
0: How, how many years have you been teaching, Dan? Uh,
1: this is my ninth year teaching.
0: Ninth year. So this has got to be the craziest thing you've ever seen.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a, a first. So having to adjust and transition so quickly, uh, it was probably one of the, Ever since maybe my first year of teaching, it's probably been the most stressful. <laughs> yeah,
0: time. That's right. Oh, I never forget that first year teaching either. Oof. Yeah, that's uh, you're, That's talk about being thrown into the fire. <laughs> yeah. But that it does feel very similar. I, I would uh, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, that's that's a good analogy. I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Hey, so uh, we're kind of running out of time, but I just want to ask you: You've got uh, how how old is is your uh, child?
1: Uh we have a little girl, Adeline, and she's ten months old.
0: Ten months. So, so how is this going with a ten month old uh in and out of everybody's lives? <laughs> sleeping, not sleeping. <laughs> it's
1: uh it's a balancing act, uh, for sure. We well, she's not in daycare right now, so she's at home with us full time and um we're kinda just when my wife has meetings and she has to get work done, then I watch her and then when I have meetings. I have to get work done. She watches her. Sometimes they overlap, and we have to bring her into a video conference yeah. or something. It, it happens. You know, you just you just got to deal with it. It's it is quite the balancing act, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting quite as much work as I would hope I would be getting done. But um, yeah, I, I think also I don't think
0: you're I don't think you're alone on that. I and maybe that's just a feeling that we all have too. That we we should be doing more work. I don't know maybe I don't know, you forget that yeah, you, had, I, you had all that drive that was in the middle of being on freeways in between all this, and maybe we feel like, oh, I should have been putting in this many hours, but maybe we're more productive, and it's just less time that's what yeah. that, i' I'll, I'll go with yeah. that positive feeling how <laughs> no, that's a good way of looking at it <laughs> hey, uh last thing what what's keeping you sane these days are you uh you got a hobby or anything that's keeping you uh kind of keeping your 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 sanity while you're locked into the house
1: uh, well we're we're trying to get out and take walks as much as possible you know enjoy the nice weather and uh, we're trying to stay in touch with friends and family so we'll we'll even get together with some of our friends and uh, have like a virtual trivia trivia night or happy hour with them and just interacting with them even if it's on zoom we are uh, we're still Socializing. So that's keeping us sane right
0: now. Yeah, well, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, uh, we'll wrap this one up, but I maybe we'll, we'll, we'll touch back with you um, maybe even like next week or something and see how things are going. Or if any news starts coming down, I want to hear what that's uh, doing in your life. So uh, we'll, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll maybe touch base again. So thanks again, Dan. Not
1: a problem. Thank
0: you. Follow upload, download on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore Hatton, H-A-T-T-E-N.